this is the first episode of the new studio. So if you can't see right now, DC, this is uh-huh. why you need to go to YouTube and watch, subscribe on YouTube, because DC has setting up, he has a, what, what is one of these things called? A cassette player? What is this? This is DC called a turntable. There is now a turntable in the studio. And I just put something on, something tasty for you. That we, Hopefully it'll play. This is where all the copyright laws are going to go right out the window. We're going to get banned off. We're going to get banned. So we're on YouTube. We do, we do post every video on YouTube. But if you're, if you're not listening, so if you're listening in the car, the gym, whatever right now, we have brand new studio here. I'm looking at behind me a picture of Anthony Bourdain. There's a, I might not know how a to turn subway map of New York City. Uh, I see Albert Einstein. What is that? Is that Andy Warhol? Colin Kaepernick. This is crazy. So go to YouTube. Check it out. We're going to have a lot more stuff uh, here in the studio. All right. It's playing, but we can't hear it yet because we don't want to get banned off of here. But check out this studio right it's here. It's amazing. It's so the, amazing. It just the Homet, like home. the Homet, uh, Becky hooked yes. up the studio. And what she did was to ask me about visuals that bring back what it was like growing up in New York. So we have Bad Brains. Cro-Mags, PMS over there. We have CBGB shots. Uh, we have Biggie Smalls, yeah. Anthony Bourdain. Uh-huh. We have the Ramones. We have New York City subway maps. This ad feels like Philippe? home. Yeah, yeah Patek awesome. Philippe, because we respect the copywriting. We have a shot over here. If you don't know what that shot is in the corner right there, that is the building that's featured on the Wilco Yankee Hotel Foxtrot album. And we have lots more. We have someone who looks like Bjork up in the corner, but you can't see that. Becky, All right. Amazing. This amazing. is finally looking like, starting to feel like home. Yeah. We got the, this is called a record player. A record DG player. didn't grow up with a record a player. cassette here. player. We're playing the 12 inches. We got the Wu-Tang playing here. <laughs> Forget about it. it. Let's go. All right. So that's why. Come hang out on YouTube. All right, DC, today, uh, on this episode of Seeking Wisdom, we're going to talk about an email you sent to the company on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. The subject line of the email is meritocracy. Okay. You said, Drift is as close to a meritocracy as I have ever experienced. That is by design as I cannot be around people with a sense of entitlement, sycophants, or mercenaries. <laughs> That's quite an opening. That's a good opening. That's an opening. And then yeah. you have the Wikipedia definition of meritocracy. Meritocracy is a political philosophy which holds that certain things such as economic goods or power should be vested in individuals on the basis of talent effort and achievement rather than factors such as sexuality, race, gender, or wealth. Advancement in such a system is based on performance. Why did you send this email? I sent this email because this is, it's kind of a reminder to the, to the team. This is the, in creating a company and creating Drift, right? This is my thing that really fuels me, that I really want to create this company. And I believe all companies should start to try to create a meritocracy, an idea meritocracy, where the best ideas always rise. And I think this stemmed kind of early, early in my life as always being a sort of a troublemaker a little bit and always questioning authority. Like most of the people in these photos back here, if you subscribe to YouTube, remember G2 needs some uh, YouTube subs. Needs some YouTube love. And so the thing that you see here is that all these people created genres or created movements, right? And that's why beyond their music, beyond their art that they've created, they created and inspired movements. And their ideas, despite not being popular at the time, rose to the top based on the merit of their ideas. And that is the kind of environment that we want to create within a company. And so an idea meritocracy is something that I always wanted to create. I was once 
younger than the young nephew, younger. if you can believe that. Younger. And, uh, and I was the youngest person, you know, within the teams that I w- was on. And I always wanted there not to be a preference for just age and for experience and within companies. And I wanted the best ideas to be able to surface whether you were 22 or 52. Yeah. I think, I think there's two things that I think that we live at, we live, live at drift that match that. So Number one is like it, the age thing, it doesn't matter if you're mm-hmm. 100 or 20. Mm-hmm. Like if you put results on the board, you will progress yes. here, yep. no doubt. The other thing is you kind of said this from the beginning that no matter who you hire or bring in or start on the team, uh, you know, it could be the whoever of whatever, the most best company in the world. If they came, came to Drift, they always have to start over. Yeah, because you want people to show results and and put points on the board, so to say, early on, as opposed to just resting on a a resume that somebody was hired for. Yeah. And I think it's also my view on uh, when we talk about kind of diversity in the workplace. I think I come from it from more from a different angle of like what I think about and what I strive for is equality. And what I want is an environment where it is this idea of meritocracy, where the best ideas, uh, despite someone's gender, color, age, experience, it doesn't matter. The best ideas will always rise to the top. And those are the ones that will be rewarded. And that's the kind of environment we want to create. So so sticking to one of our favorite things, which is the, the rule of threes, the fact mm-hmm. that people are m- more likely to remember things that come in threes, you, you have these kind of three factors, you know, where people get ahead based on three factors. Number one, loyalty, are they committed to the success of our customers and of Drift? Will they put those interests ahead of them ahead of their own? That's the opposite of, of mercenary. What does yes. that mean? Opposite yeah. of mercenary. And so, because mercenaries are one of the things that, that I don't love. So someone who's always out for themselves, mm. right? And uh, versus the team versus the customer versus the greater good. And so I, I try to think of like the three things that if I were thinking about who, who are the people who should get ahead, right? And, uh, and I thought about these three factors, loyalty being the first, and it's really, you know, are they committed to the success of customers first, and then of drift of their teammates and those around them? Are they willing to put those ahead of themselves, which is hard because we're all selfish to some degree? And so are they the opposite of what is a mercenary? Yep. Second one is harmony. Do they treat everyone around them with dignity and respect? Do they make their teams better? Do they make drift better? Are they a positive amplifier on the team? I think mm-hmm. this is this is a super important one because it is about more about the I mean, you can't really have the second one if you know the first. You can't have harmony if you don't have loyalty because it is all about the puzzle pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Like looking at the greater makeup of the team as opposed to one individual. Yep. And so harmony to me is, you know, I do there are people who can be loyal without some harmony who don't make the rest of the team better. So they can have high results. True. They can be loyal and, and, you know, and putting the company and the customer ahead of themselves. Uh, but they might not be the person who creates harmony amongst the people around them. And so you want to create the, ideally, you want people who are amplifiers mm. of who you want to be around every day. And that was always a big thing for me in terms of hiring, that one of the first things that I look for and that I have looked for is like, do I want to be around this person? Totally. And that screens for harmony. Like, you know, do I want to be around this person? We have people who amplify that, right? We have people like uh, Michelle in the partner program. So shout out Michelle. Yeah, shout out Michelle. And She's uh, going to go nuts. She loves Seeking Wisdom. Yeah, yeah. She's <laughs> an original Seeking Wisdom OG. And she just celebrated her one-year anniversary yeah. of starting the partner team. Damn, shout it out. That's pretty good. So anyway, but Michelle is someone look her up, who 
amplifies harmony. Yeah. Everyone wants to be around Michelle. Yeah. She's a magnet, right? She makes everyone around herself better. She also is loyal, but she also has this harmony effect. And mm -hmm. so she's someone that, even though you don't know her listeners, you should know her. Check her out. Yeah, I mean, you could she, think, of, think of somebody on your team in your company, right? Mm -hmm. Like the other thing that you talk about a lot, which is kind of related to this, is uh, to find those people within your company, look at people who their desk always has the most traffic. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Just people there all day asking questions, wanting to hang out, get a coffee, whatever. And I think you, you see that with Michelle, and I think that's also another indicator in the harmony and piece. And the harmony yeah. piece, right? So they are a magnet. Yeah, and the third one, by the way, why you got to be watching on YouTube right now, we'll have, we have this, the next part of this is going to be a little, uh, a little kind of matrix of high results, low loyalty, low harmony, what that means. Okay. We'll have that up on the screen. Just on YouTube only. Just on YouTube only. Okay. I mean, because there's no way to show it if you're driving in the car or listening That's to true. audio. That's so true. so uh, ultimately, though, number three, so number one, loyalty, number two, harmony, number three, results. Yep. Right? And so results, that's the easiest one. Because you could be the greatest. This is the, this is the thing that people miss, right? When you just listen, oh, loyalty, I'm going to be loyal. I'm going to be loyal to the company. Uh, I'm going to be a very good teammate. Yeah. It doesn't mean you get to hang around yeah, forever, yeah. though. Yeah, those are just nice people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so usually, difference. yeah, usually that, it's very common. You see, those are nice people. Those are great. You want to have them around. But they're missing the third one, which is super important, which is results. Are they in the top decile of performers consistently year over year? Are they whatever they take on? And as they grow, are they always showing results? Showing yep. results is a hard one. I Showing results is a hard one. So then you kind of go through, and, and again, we'll put this up on YouTube and, and in the in the blog post that's going to go with this episode, but grab one of these and talk about the different mixes of like high results, you know, um, high yeah, loyalty. Yeah, so I was trying to basically take those qualities and say, how do you judge them? Because there's going to be people who are strong on different qualities. And obviously the, the easiest one is like if someone has low results, low loyalty, high harmony, right? So they're great yeah. to be around, but their loyalty is low and their low results are probably not a fit. Right, right. Might be a great friend, right? Like yep. as, as Patty McCord says, like this is not, your company's not your family, right? And, yeah. and so I think the difference is here, like great to hang out with, but low results, low loyalty, not a good fit for the company. Yeah. And then on the extreme other end, you have someone with high results, high loyalty, high harmony, and that's someone who you want to invest heavily in mm. and you want to be ahead of them, creating new opportunities for them. And so those are the two ends of the spectrum. And then there's people that fall in between. And as people progress and as time goes on, you know, people may come in and out and be strong in different areas. But the ideal is someone who's strong across all those. Uh, very few of us are strong across all of those, but that's what we strive for. All right. So that is meritocracy, initially inspired by, do you want to talk about uh, Ray Dalio book at all? Yes. So Ray Dalio, the homie Ray Dalio. Uncle Ray. Yeah, Uncle uh, Ray. How you doing, Uncle Ray? Um, <laughs> big listener, yeah. Big listener, uh -huh. too. He's a six-star raider. Six-star. So Uncle Ray, you know, wrote a book called uh, Principles, which we've talked about in the past. Go buy a copy. The only complaint that I've heard from the peoples on Principles is it's hard for a lot of people to, to go through that book. A lot of words, a lot of writing in there. Yeah. It gets, for me, I get supercharged reading it because I'm on the same wavelength. Yeah. I think the same way. Yeah. Uh, but for most people, they're like, whew, this is heavy duty. Well, well you're also, it's also right up your alley. Something I think you post on Instagram or Twitter recently at Decancel, which is like, all the books you're reading right now are about systems. Systems, systems thinking. thinking. Yeah, yeah. And I so think much, this yeah. is like heavy duty. Yeah, yeah, first principles, systems thinking. But it is a perfect book. It is a perfect systems Bible to have on your desk 
or on your nightstand at home and to revisit, to use the principle that we've talked about often, which is it's okay to put books down and revisit them later. This is a perfect book for that. And you can go in and out. You can think about life principles, work principles. You can do all that kind of stuff. But anyway. That's great advice, by the way. Which like, like get the book, but don't be freaked out that it's 500 pages long. Pick up a chapter, get something from it, and yeah, then move it on. Put it down. Love that. This is a perfect book because each of the chapters in here stands on its own. Right. And so you can do that. And so Ray Dalio, the most successful hedge fund business and uh, investor in the world, has a company called Bridgewater Associates. Look it up. And uh, Bridgewater Associates is an idea meritocracy. Right. And so that's where these two things come together. I've been rereading this. I've been thinking about meritocracies. I've been thinking about how we've been trying to create one. And, uh, and then I try to put this frame about what are the things that we look for. But reread that book, Principles. If you're on a team, you manage people, you run a company, you aspire to be one day, to aspire to be the next generation of leader, you should be thinking about meritocracies because that is the way the world is going and that, that you need to be set up for success. Yes. Okay, so Lev is lovely. Thank you. Lovely. I want to show you something. Tremendous. Have you seen this in person yet? (laughs) (laughs) No, I haven't seen this in person. So what that sound is, is this is a DC bobblehead that I received as a gift from all the way across the country from, uh, from our friends at Proof. They literally, Gans and I were eating lunch and I got a DM on Twitter. It's like, hey, are you at Sasser? I need you to hand deliver this to DC. So this is pretty good. It's, it actually looks like you, which is good. It totally looks it like It does me. look like you. I've seen other ones. Other people have tried to do this. This one looks exactly... Yeah, I've seen uh, a <laughs> lot of bobbleheads and they don't work. Uh, and this one strangely looks it's like so me. It's so good. Why does it All right, look DC so much just like posted. Me? Is, it, is it because of the round head? Uh, no, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. They think they got your chin. They got the, they got the facial features. It's pretty good. So I shout s- out thank to you. the guys at Proof. Uh, Proof, um, uh, thank you for not putting as much white as there is in my beard. In this beard here, this is a nice dark beard. And it reminds me, time to go get a tan. Time to go get a tan. All right, we're out of here. Don't forget, what's your, you're, you're the only one that can do the, the right call to action. Okay. Six stars only. <sighs> Come on, folks. This is a six star only podcast. It is. The first six star only podcast in the world, world's first, world's only Ooh. six star podcast. Yes. Uh, let's show the people how we get this done. We live six stars. Remember, go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, go to Spotify. Spotify. Uh, where it says five stars, fill out five stars. In the comments, leave six stars. Shout it out for G2. He needs love. He works on love. He is fueled by love. He thrives he on love. He is love. Let me tell you, G2 is a great travel partner. He is? Yeah. Okay. Good travel partner, like like knows how to hang out, went to dinner a couple times. He did a good job. Did, really? Yeah, he's a good travel Wow. Partner. He's hard to travel with. I'm you? hard so, to travel with. Yeah, me too. Yeah. DC's hard to travel with. Oh. You got to know, it takes a couple times to know like DC, do not wait. Like if you're going to be there, you got to be there. Awful to travel with. Awful. I'm the worst. He would be like, hey, meet me in the lobby at 8. He'll text me at 7.40. Where are you at? I'm like, you said meet at 8. He's like, all right, I already went to get coffee. (laughs) (laughs) It works. Okay, don't tell people You're easier to travel with than Elias, though. Elias is the heart heart attack. He's a heart attack. He's a heart attack. I'm precise. I think I might be Swiss. Swiss? Yeah, I don't know. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right, we're out of here. All right, see ya. See ya.